0: This is Deacon Greg sharing Walking in the Way of Love, Episode 78, Worship. Today's podcast is the sermon that I used on Sunday uh, for Trinity Sunday at St. Paul's Episcopal Church in Beloit. Um, And I'm assisted with by my wife, Susan. The Gospel is from Matthew twenty-eight, sixteen to 20. The eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Here ends the reading. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. This Sunday is one of those days when most clergy would prefer not to teach or to preach. It is a day they have preached on, and you have heard year after year. They they have said it all, and you have heard it all. What's left to say? Well, I guess we could skip this and just go on with the service. Well, before we do that, let me take a stab at it. Tonight, we are only reading the gospel reading from Matthew. If you listened to a service this morning, you probably heard all of the readings out of Genesis chapter 1, Psalm 8, which we just read, from 2 Corinthians chapter 13, and of course, our gospel out of Matthew 28. The readings that we did listen to tonight talked about creation, who is in charge peace, grace, and making disciples. Nowhere do they talk about the Trinity. Can you guess how many times the word Trinity appears in the Bible? I did a search of 29 different versions of the Bible, both old and new, and the word Trinity does not appear in any of them. Today is Trinity Sunday, but it's not in the Bible. Well, why is that? Well, Jesus used the phrase, name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Paul uses the phrase, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit. Phrases are used in the Bible to describe God instead of using the term Trinity. Now, Scripture clearly says that God the Son, Jesus, is fully and completely God. God the Father is fully and completely God. And God the Holy Spirit is fully and completely God. Yet there is only one God. Trinity is a term that is not found anywhere but a word used to describe what is apparent about God in the scriptures. The Bible speaks clearly of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and only clearly presents that there is only one God. Thus the term tri, meaning three, and unity, meaning one. So Trinity is a way of acknowledging that the, what, the bat, what the Bible <clears throat> Reveals to us about God that God is yet three persons who have the same essence of deity. When did they start using the term Trinity? Well, it first began used in the third or fourth century to explain what the Christians believed about God. The Athanasian Creed, written early in the fourth century, and the Nicene Creed originally written at the First Council of Nicaea in 325 and is approved in amplified form at the Council of Constantinople in 381 Do not use the term Trinity They talk about God the Father God the Son and God the Holy Spirit I have heard the Trinity explained as God with three personalities Well, does that make God schizophrenic? I don't think so. I've also heard it explained as a rocking chair, a high chair, and a recliner are all different, but they are all chairs, just like the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are all different, but are all God. Well, I don't think this is accurate either. Another illustration is H2O being water, ice, and steam, All different forms, but all are H2O. I don't quite think that's quite it. Maybe getting a little closer. C.S. Lewis said of the Trinity that it's either the most farcical doctrine invented by the early disciples or their most profound and thrilling mystery revealed by the Creator himself. He went on to explain that within his own mysteries, Being God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, these designations are just ways in which God is God. Within the Godhead, there are three persons who are neither three gods nor three parts of God, but co-equally and co-eternal God. Kind of sounds like we're getting into that new math. The Trinity is one of those mysteries that I think we are not capable of fully understanding. To try to explain the Trinity completely is to diminish the mystery. In the beginning, God created humankind in God's own image. And ever since then, humankind has been trying to create God in our own image. We have placed limits on God based on the limits of our understanding. Why do we have these readings that happened today? I think that they were chosen because God makes himself known through the parts of the Trinity. Through God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. In the readings from Genesis, we hear the story of God the Father creating the world. We can catch a glimpse of God the Creator. If we based what we believe on this passage alone... It would be easy to believe that there is only one God in one person. God created everything on his own except if you look at verse 26. Then God said let us make humankind in our image according to our likeness. I don't think this is a mistranslation but a hint that God, the Creator, was not talking to himself. And it couldn't have been us. We didn't exist yet. In the Gospel reading, Jesus uses the phrase, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. He names the three parts of the Trinity as the authority given to us to go and make disciples. The second reading, Paul's letter to the Corinthians, in his greeting, Paul describes the Trinity as the love of God, the grace of Jesus, and the communion of the Holy Spirit. I think that another way to look at it is God's love is made whole and given to us through the creation of God the Father, the grace of God the Son, and the communion of God in the Holy Spirit. Is it difficult to understand? Don't worry, you're in good company. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. They saw him and they worshipped him. But some doubted. They just didn't understand I think one of the things to think about when we talk talk about the Trinity, the three parts of God, is that it is all connected in relationship. The three of them are together in one, just as we are called to be in relationship with each other and as a community, even though now we can't do it in person, we are still called to be together, to be in relationship with each other as we call and talk to each other, to our friends neighbors, and members of the church. We continue to share that relationship that God has shown through the Trinity, through the three, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. And that relationship goes well beyond just those that we know because God has called us to love our neighbor as ourselves. And our neighbor are those who are not like us. It is everyone in the world. And it is through that love of neighbor that we wear the masks we wear when we go out in public to keep everyone safe, not because we have to, but because we love our neighbor and we care for them and so we are, wear our mask, not to protect us, but to protect them. Again, it's that relationship and the love of neighbor. As we look at everything that's been happening around the country this week or so, there has been so much that's been happening looking at systemic racism in this country. again, It's to come together in because we are all called to be the same. We are all children of God. We are all in relationship with God and therefore in relationship with each other. Because what I do impacts everyone else and what someone else does impacts me. So we need to be careful and to look and what is happening around the world. We realize that racism is as strong in this country now or even stronger than it was during the Civil Rights era. It is just more ingrained and underground. But it comes out in many different ways. As we look at those who are killed, or injured mostly by police officers, some police officers. Uh, Most of them are great. They do their job. They work well with everybody. But there are the few. When they look at somebody with a different colored skin, they react very differently. It is time that we all all need to come together to reach out and change policies to change what is happening and to look out carefully for our neighbors to help bring them to equality with the rest of us as we are all equal. And we look at the studies even from COVID-19. We look at those, basically, the African-American have a higher percentage of people who die Than anybody else and it's not because they're built differently it is really because of where they live what they do for a job and what happens that we have forced them into that has put them in a position where they're more exposed to COVID-19 they have lower quality of health care they don't get the jobs that many of us do. And if you look around at those who are considered essential workers, many times in the factories, and you look around, it's typically the African-American and the Latinx um, that are there. So they are exposed into situations where it's much more likely that they will catch 19 Again, that is all part of... The institutional racism that happens throughout this country at this time as we look at the relationship between the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit we need to be part consider our own relationship and our part in the world and to strive for justice as we have been called to do and And to help Work now to change and get rid of the racism that exists. Amen. Thank you for joining me on my walk in the way of love. Until next time, may you stay safe and healthy and live in the power of the Holy Spirit.